0: The following podcast on the Your Own Pay Podcast Network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. It's Damasi and Michael, just talking tech. This is a PayOn Media production. So let's address the not elephant in the room. Uh, right now, one of our most popular episodes, and I think you listened to it is the last episode we published, or I'm sorry, the first episode for 2022, which I don't remember the name of it, but I'll get it pulled up right now as I talk. But in this episode, we went ahead and recap some of the content that we published and it was called DM new year over 2021. So Damasi, I'm going to throw you. Under the bus, because I'm the one who produced it. What'd you think of it, aside from the, let me address it, hissing at the beginning, where Michael was like, well, it's already published, so I ain't going to fix that. But aside from that, what'd you think of that episode?
1: Uh, it was good. Uh, I liked it. I thought you pulled some interesting uh, <laughs> snippets from different shows. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I did listen to it uh, as soon as you published it, and... Gave it a listen. I was like, oh, that, that came out fairly well. It's like we planned on doing that in the first place, which we didn't.
0: We did not. I put that together on Sunday. Uh, and for those new listeners who have joined in, the reason why I say I know you listened to that episode is because longtime listeners know that Demossi typically doesn't listen to the show once it goes live. So, uh, yeah. No, man, I was
1: there when we did it. I do right. you not know, really need... I mean, I guess it would be smart to hear what Michael actually edits and publishes, but to be honest, I'll trust him enough not to you know, make me sound foolish, and oftentimes he publishes things that make him sound foolish, so we'll be even however that goes.
0: <laughs> well, then why should you be trusting me if I you know, am willing to... Oh. <laughs>
1: well, if you do it to yourself, then at least it's, it's, it's even-handed, right? Like, if you do mm-hmm. it to me... You know, it's, it's cool, not just me picking on your, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, is that one of us said something funny, like, you know, you're getting stuck on and, um, wait. I <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, that thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is something I probably would have actually cut out of the show when editing the first time around. Mm. Just because, like, you know, it, it, it was, but it was funny. And we had it, no second laugh about it. It, it was it funny was. when you published the episode.
0: <laughs> both times, both in the New Year's special and in the original episode. Yeah. So our previous episode that we actually published, we talked about doing a brain dump. And I'd like to do a little bit of follow up on that, Demasi, see how your experiences are going and see if you have anything to share, because I will share my thoughts if you want to share yours first.
1: Sure. So what we talked about for those who missed the previous episode is just finding some way, doesn't matter which app you pick or how you choose to capture information but what I have found helpful when I stick to it and other people seem to find it helpful as well is simply just getting those random thoughts out of your head and down somewhere that you know you can always count on being able to go back and retrieve it so whether that's apple notes or drafts or uh, anything else and those are the sorts of things that don't really necessarily belong in a task manager because you're going to you know, the way that I want to use my task manager, my calendar is for things that need to be done. If it's just a random thought that I need to flesh out a little bit more, build upon, like I needed somewhere to capture those notes. So what I did is created a draft that uh, or a draft that is just called brain don't Learn. it's the top of it. And I just append things to the end of that. Uh, whenever a random thought occurs to me that is something I know I want to follow up on or pursue at a later date, but there's nothing actionable there yet. It's just an idea. I previously mentioned I was going to share a shortcut uh, to automatically append these things to drafts if you are a draft user. I will still share this shortcut, but I'm not going to share it yet because it needs some work. I have found a couple of little bugs with the behavior that I don't care for. Uh, you know, works fine if I say... Uh, HS. You know, hey, lady, yeah, hey, HS. Uh, you know, brain dump. That works perfectly fine. Everything works good. Works for my watch, all of that. But if I just hold down the button on my phone to trigger Siri and say, run it, it doesn't work. So I'm going to do a little bit of tweaking there kind of optimize that. There's also a couple of other features I would like to build out in this shortcut, such as when you share a URL from Safari or something like that, I would like it to capture the text selection if that is already there, if you have text selected. If not, give me the title and link of the page regardless uh, so that I I know what I was referring to. Uh, so I'm going to tweak that a little bit. We, you will get it uh, as soon as I get it to a what I feel like is a general generally usable state. Uh, I did share the very first rough draft with Michael, though, so he got to see the little, you know, set up steps. So those will be there for you can select the draft that you want to append to and all of that. So we'll, we'll get to that.
0: So, once you pick the draft, you then uh, will be able to leave your brain dumps in there. And uh, if you don't have a draft already, I recommend figure out what draft you want. What I did is I went and I created a draft that just had the words brain dump at the top. You don't have to put that in there. But that way, I was able to determine which draft was the one I wanted to associate it with. And it's something that I need to work on getting more of my thoughts in. We'll talk more later on in this episode about what I've been doing with my thoughts because I've been going through a, a few things that maybe we'll talk about later. And <laughs> I've been documenting that entire process and it's been it's been an adventure.
1: Yeah, I can almost set up a shortcut to just do that. <laughs> just just keep it running, you know, make a soul server journal for that. So Mike, also previously, well, I don't... You know, I don't think this actually made it into the show, but we discussed uh, you were going to be looking at OneNote and trying that out as a potential option. Uh, And mostly from your perspective, it was just a cross platform like it's on iOS, it's on Windows, it's on uh, Android. So and what are your thoughts on it?
0: Well, if you actually listened to the published episode, you would know that it did make it into the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I did give it a try. I, I jumped away from it, and the biggest reason I jumped away from it. Ooh, quick side note: we'll leave this in the show. I just realized we don't have anything about Todoist in the doc. If you want to add anything in there, that's a first. Oh uh, god, god, I did say <laughs> about Todoist. <laughs> so uh, I I tried it out on Windows, and it looked like a pretty straightforward. The problem that I had with OneNote is. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but my mind doesn't work in the notebook fashion. Um, And and I guess if I move that to a drafts workspace fashion, then maybe I... I could, but I just couldn't get my concept around or my mind around the notebooks. And honestly, it seemed a little more complicated than what I I wanted. That's why I keep going back to drafts and day one and a few other things to keep track of different thoughts that I'm having. So yeah, that experiment lasted about two days. And then I jumped off and I said, eh, not going to work with this. And then you sent me that shortcut and I still didn't use it. But I am Interestingly enough, I find myself maybe not in one draft and maybe I need to set up a task to remind me to go through and do it. But let's say, for example, Tom Merritt recommends a show on GDI. Uh, The most recent one was Don't Look Up that I had heard about. And so I just went into drafts and I just wrote Don't Look Up, hoping that I will remember was I saying don't look up because I don't want to look up? Or was it something I wanted to watch, or is that the name of a book? <laughs> so it's not ideal, but that's what I found myself to. And, and Drafts has moved itself back. To, I mean, it was, it was, it did it all by itself, but it moved itself back down to the bottom right hand corner of my iPhone just because I often wanted to keep note of something that I heard mainly on podcasts. And so I need to play with that a little more and get, get more consistent with it.
1: Yeah. And I, I think. You know, as you're talking about this, so one, I'll, I'll back up to OneNote for a second. Your experience with OneNote and my experience with OneNote are very similar. My experience with OneNote was probably about seven years ago. The last time I actually seriously took a look at it, and I was like, you know, this, this seems more, more than what I want uh more more than what I need this to do. It doesn't do exactly what I wanted to do in the way that I wanted to do it, but I felt the same way about Evernote in a lot of ways like there there was a lot of people who love Evernote and I'm not disparaging either one of those where well, I am disparaging evernote just a little bit uh but you know no no you know disparagement towards either one of those apps. they just didn't work for me in the way that my brain worked like drafts actually works for me in a very significant way that I do. And what I'm trying to do with the brain dump philosophy here is cut out those instances where I go back and I'm looking at a draft two weeks later. I'm like, what the hell did I mean? Look up, look up at what? Uh, was that a misdictation or something? What happened? Right. So that's, that, that is kind of the idea behind that is like just making sure that I get enough information in that is recognizable and just pinning it into one draft or appending it to one draft for me at this point in time, like just makes it easier to go back and look at those things because I know there's not just one place, but there's actually one. You know, draft for lack of a better term uh, to look at that will have all the random stuff that I probably thought of over the past week or so. And I did set a reminder, uh, a recurring task and to do to go through that every Sunday, uh, look at it every Sunday night. Uh, And just kind of clean out stuff, like see if there's anything that I need to take action on because it was an idea for solving a problem or just like, oh, you know what? I really don't want to try to build that. So delete that. Uh, or whatever the case may be. That's how that is working for me. But what you've also made me think about is maybe I should I'm going to get the the basic shortcut built out in the way that I wanted to work in a sense of less append to the end of a draft with information. But maybe it may be worth tinkering around with expanding that a little bit to not only um what am I trying to say? Not only just appending to a draft, but give you an option when you're setting it up. Maybe like, do you want to append to a draft or do you just want one draft? Like, uh, you know, individual notes to be taken. Like, just quick ways to get the information out. Because I think that's more important than anything, right? Because like you, listening to a podcast, a lot of times people recommend things and it's like, okay, I need to remember that because I want to go check it out. But I can't go look at the show notes right now and get the link or whatever.
0: Yep. Yep. So if you scroll too far up in the doc, you'll see I already started on the show notes just to simplify myself. So just be aware of that. <laughs> so that's my experience with OneNote and Dump. Now, Demasi, you're right. It, it, it yeah, what was me. I right about? Yeah. Slightly pains me to say you were right. Almost, almost as bad as telling Mallory she's right, but not quite. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you told, remember back in December, I think it was, I reset my phone to factory defaults. I completely erased it. Didn't set it up as a new device. And so far I've successfully kept to where I only have one screen of applications. Everything else Mm -hmm. either gets removed from my phone or is in the app library. And if I need to open something, I simply three-finger flick down from the middle of the screen as a voiceover user, and that opens Spotlight, and I can quickly type in or dictate what I'm looking for. Works 99.999% of the time. The problem I had with it, though, was I had reached out to you and I said, Demasi, I just... I don't know. I'm going to just move on with my life, but it looks like I lost all of my messages from when I was on iMessage. And you're like, well, if you go in and you turn on iCloud syncing for messages, then it'll work. And I'm like, no, something's broke. Mine isn't working. I, I don't know if you remember that conversation, but I kept saying that. So what I had done is I went into messages and I saw that I was enabled for iCloud messages, and, or iMessages, and you know my name and my email address was there. And I'm like, well, something's broke. It's not working. Whatever. Well, yesterday, I went to turn on Private Relay because I realized I had turned it off after listening to a podcast, and there's a button in there that said messages. And guess what? That button was off. <laughs> so I turned it on, and all of a sudden, it downloaded all the messages I had that were stored in iMessage, or iCloud for iMessages uh so uh, that that i wanted to tell you was one of the times you were right and i should have actually i don't know asked more clarifying questions or did something to say yeah maybe he is right <laughs>
1: yeah and i'll just assume that you knew that that setting was in iCloud not in the messages section
0: yeah well i didn't
1: but i've had that experience too (laughs) where like i've gone like three days now it really screws up messages if you go for a long time and you have whole new message threads like it it freaks it out for a second while it's trying to catch up and Uh sync everything Uh back in 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 line
0: yep Uh, Mm.
1: one thing they did fix i can't remember i think pinned messages came in ios 14 yes if i'm not mistaken. Early on in iOS 14, I don't know at what point they fixed this, but used to be when you restored from iCloud messages, they did not restore your pinned mess conversations. Uh and I was very unhappy about that when I restored a phone for some reason, uh, during that that time. Uh nope, it was actually setting up uh yeah, it was restoring a phone and like none of my pinned messages were back. And uh but yeah, they, they even keep those together now, so that is nice. Um
0: Did you just get a notification? Quick side note.
1: No, I didn't.
0: Uh, I go up so. a little bit. Go up? Yeah. So you let me let me tell you what happened is I'm, for listeners, because I'm going to keep this in here, uh, keep reading up. You'll see uh, what I'm talking about here in a minute, but I w- am writing show notes down. So to simplify the process when I edit the show. And so I just wrote in there that we talked about Demasi telling Michael that, or Demasi being right about iMessages or something in the show notes. You'll have to go look. I'm going to take this out. But when I wrote Demasi, Google... Uh, ah, she, see, or no, no. Google Docs said, "Uh, do, would you like to, uh, or what did it say? It added a link to him, and it's called a chip. And I knew this was coming, but all I had to do was type his name, and then it asked if I wanted to add it, and then I just pressed tab to accept it, and it added a link to Demasi. I'm not sure how exactly that works, but that distracted me a little. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, so, we we yeah. I, I got some thoughts about Google and Google Docs. Yeah. On one second, though, because you did just remind
1: me to turn on my focus mode.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. But that uh, was I, I was pleasantly surprised. I think you would mention it to me, too, that the pinned messages would come back and I didn't pin anyone's message thread. And then all of the pinned message threads came back when the restore was working. And I'm like, well, this kind of cool. So I have pinned messages back.
1: Yeah, on an entirely another note, like I do really appreciate the pinned message. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a uh, whole home feature when they first announced it. Mm-hmm. And I set it up because I needed to know how it worked because somebody was going to ask me about it. And I'll be like, man, I don't know because I don't use that crap, right? And I say that about enough stuff as it is. So I figure <laughs> I these <didn't laughs> at least learn some of the you know, stuff on the iPhone. I was like, how do you do this with this service? I'm like, I don't use them because they track too much information. I don't know. Don't ask me. Uh, but, and you know, I find myself extremely happy that I have pinned messages. Cause you know, at times me and Mike may go a couple of days without sending a message. Uh, and you know, but if I need to send Michael messages, like he's right there, bam, pinned. Yep. Uh, well, same thing with Tia. Like if I need to get you know get in touch with her super quick, like she's right at the top left, very top corner of my pinned messages. So it's been extremely handy, a lot more useful than I thought it would be. So yeah. I Guess that's what I get for being a crotchety old man.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, where do we want to go to next?
0: So after I decided to reset my phone, Demossi had talked about it for a little while, but eventually he also reset his phone. Um, I'm not sure what his experiences are with his home screen and now. So Demossi, tell us how the experience has been resetting your phone to factory default, and did you just restore a backup or were you like me and if things are broken right now and I'm resetting it, then they're probably broken in the backup too.
1: That is my theory. Uh,
0: <laughs> is,
1: if I'm resetting it because stuff is acting weird, I can't be certain that weird stuff ain't going to come back with me restoring from a backup. Uh, yes, I do know that there. most times you lose a lot of that crap, but you know, nope, I just set it up brand new uh, from scratch. For a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because yeah, I, I don't really know if it's going to keep acting weird if I just restore from a backup. And the second thing is like, I haven't s- actually set up a phone from scratch in a while. And I had a new phone. So I was like, well, let's set up the new phone from scratch. And there are some things that are different. Uh, going through a brand new setup. Mm-hmm. Face ID setup initially is different from what it used to be. Uh, I seem to remember voiceover interacting with the setup process a lot more to say turn your head this way turn your head up and to the left down and to the right you know all of that I didn't get any of that when I was setting it up this time I don't know if I've just gotten good at making being right in the thing and it didn't need to give that additional help or if they have really changed that setup process but that was completely different for me
0: I can say that I think you probably have become more familiar with the process of how Face ID works now that you have it, because one time, like, I had, did you get the percentages, like 20, 40, 70, 90 percent? Yeah. Yeah, I got all of that. And when I was setting mine up, one time it told me, look down or look to the right or something, look up and right or something. So it does give you that feedback if you don't get it all lined up, but Uh, but I think it's more streamlined with voiceover now.
1: But that was, that was... Interesting. Uh, I guess I, I i was just lined up perfectly because I'd have to practice with getting that face right in there. Because, you know, sometimes my phone is looking before I'm ready and it's like, oh, it didn't uh-huh. work. Type in your password. My password is long, so I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't want to do it. uh So outside of that, everything else is pretty standard during the setup process. I will say, oh, a feature I should call out, and this has actually been there for a while now, because uh, I've noticed it when setting up iPads and things like that for the kids. But I remember uh, explicitly in the early days of iOS, as as recent as probably like iOS eleven, iOS twelve, where going through the setup process when you first get to a screen where you have to start typing, which I think the first one you get to is going to be to enter your Wi Fi password. Mm-hmm. You would have to I'm trying to think of exactly how to put this so that it makes sense to people who don't really think about such things. So usually to change your typing mode with a uh, voiceover, you had to be inside of an edit field before that option would show up on the rotor. And now I'm able to do that without being in an edit field and they also put the uh, volume adjustment well, on not volume adjustment the rate adjuster is also in the rotor by default. They used to be something you had to uh, add to the rotor separately so yep. like it's nice to be setting up my phone and not having voice over talking double tap to it you know talking at fifty percent speed mm-hmm. or whatever the default setup yeah, is. yeah, it's so, fifty uh, yep. Uh, so a couple of nice things there as far as my home screen so i currently have two home screens and the app library but i haven't really finished setting up my phone Mm. uh that second screen is screen is hanging around because that's kind of the original screen that comes with it so over there is the shortcuts app the files app and a couple of new apps that got installed on my home screen before i remembered to go turn that off because I just want stuff to go to the app <laughs> library. Uh, I love the app library. Like, I don't like the way that it's laid out. Mm. I wish that it, it would allow me to just select, hey, I want to show this in alphabetical order or whatever, and not try to always show me their goofy folders. Yeah. But, the general concept of it, I love because I can install things and they just go right there to the app library. And you know, a lot of times I'm installing stuff because I need it, but I don't need to see it. You know, Capital yep. One is one of those things, right? I'm going to have to log <laughs> into my bank, but I don't need to have it on the home screen. So I'd like that. Um, on my first home screen, which is the one I'm working on right now, and is mostly settled. There's a few things I need to move around, but I have. Hold on one second, because I can tell you what I actually have. All right. So on my first home screen, which is the one that matters at this point in time, I have the left side of my phone going from the top uh, two columns of apps uh, and the top left corner is reminders. (laughs) That is there because I started out with the intent of like, hey, I'm going to try using reminders.
0: Uh, And how'd that go for you?
1: Yeah. So um, it's only still there because I haven't thought about what I want to put in its place at this point uh that is honestly the only reason it's still there uh and i kind of like the way that my grid is set up over here on this left side so i have that next to that is app store
0: oh that's interesting i i don't even have app store on my home screen because i figure if i want to install a new app i'll i'll tell siri to open the app and it'll prompt me right there and or it will uh, <laughs> allow me to or i just do the it. search for app store and siri
1: that is the height of laziness i know i don't have this app installed but i'm gonna tell Siri here to open it anyway so <laughs> all right man so for me it's still there again because i haven't thought of what i want to put right. in this place yeah uh, and i wasn't sure i was going to keep this screen i just kind of accidentally fell into this layout format uh and i kind of like it so it's just like i need to replace a couple of apps yeah. got it but that's what's there right now Phone is up under reminders. Phone has to go away, but I don't know what to put there yet. Uh, And I do use the phone enough that it it actually...
0: Interesting. Interesting. I like this. Okay.
1: Because here's a side note for you, Michael, and anybody else that uses like VoIP apps or Google Voice, anything like that to make phone oh. calls. If you go into the phone app and go to contacts, you can tap and hold on a person's phone number and you'll get extra options. So like Mike, when I called you the other day from my uh, my business number, I just went to my recent list and just triple tapped on your name and popped up and I just tapped on GroundWire and then called you uh, Got on GroundWire. Got it. Uh, and all of that stuff shows up in the, you know, recent calls. So when I have an a incoming or missed call or, or whatever mm. from GroundWire, that shows up there. Zoom calls show up there. Google yep. Meet calls from, at least from the Gmail app, <laughs> also show up there. Too.
0: Skype calls show up there for you. Skype, I haven't used it in a while, but it, they were using CallKit too.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so I suspect that Teams is super would cool. as well. Yeah, Teams probably would as well. Uh, Slack shows up there. I think I'll, I'll take a look in a sec. Yeah. Uh, So phone phone is there next to phone on the right is Gmail. Uh, That is what I'm still using for my business email. I do have my personal email account set up in the regular mail app, but I don't check those all that often. Hmm. Uh, Gmail is interesting just because, you know, I kind of will come back to that. Uh, So Gmail down below phone is one password. That is there sort of temporarily because I feel like I need to, do something. I don't know why it's there at the moment, but I had to move it because I was in and out of one password, signing into stuff a lot. So, uh, and settings is next to one password. Now, what's it going to come off this particular grid? That's all that's on that, that that's, the, those are all the apps yeah. that are on my home on screen.
0: the left side of your home screen. Uh,
1: well, those are all the apps period that are on that screen,
0: right on this screen,
1: uh, on the right side is a widget. Uh, so on the right side of that, taking up, uh, two columns so you know basically my phone on the left side left two columns of my phone or apps right side is a uh, widget and this is a widget stack so i have carrot weather fantastica which uh so carrot i I love (laughs) carrot just as a side note man the guy is so awesome man so awesome uh carrot shows me the uh because this widget is very configurable Uh, So Carrot is showing me any weather alerts. If we have one, there's a little badge that shows up at the top that says, you have a weather alert. Uh, Shows me the feels like temperature outside. Uh, Shows me the location in case I have switched to location and look at somebody else's weather because stuff is going nuts over there. And, you know, and then it shows me the wind speed uh, and a couple other things, but a very full feature widget. like it seems to pop up exactly at the right time. So right now I see that it's raining outside. Yeah. Uh, I have Fantastical, the Fantastical widget, uh, and all of these are like the the small, is not the smaller size widget, but like whatever, yeah, small. I I don't know the exact, I I will find out. Anyway, uh, the Fantastical widget just shows me my upcoming appointments. uh, So whatever's coming up next. If there's nothing showing up, I don't see it. So I didn't see Ah. Fantastical until like about six o'clock this evening. It was like in three and a half hours. uh, DM show recording. (laughs) That's handy. Yeah, I like that because it doesn't show up unless there's something to actually display to me. That's all they showing is just upcoming events for, you know, that day. Uh, Parcel is in here just because I want to play with the parcel widget. I'm still using parcel. Uh, I've kind of settled on that. I did not reinstall deliveries. Uh, Did you cancel your
0: delivery subscription?
1: uh, I did not, and I need to do that.
0: Yeah, that was one of the first things I did when I decided to stick with parcel. I mean, I like to support your app developers, but if I'm not using your app... I can't support it if I use it. The only app that I still pay for when I don't use is Drafts.
1: (laughs) I do have a Drafts widget, uh, and it's like the small Drafts widget uh, to dictate a new draft, so I can just tap on that and start dictating. Uh, I've not actually had that one rotate up by itself. Ah. I kind of forgot it was there, so... Maybe I should start using it. And I have my batteries widget, so that'll rotate around, if anything, that I'm using, my watch or phone or whatever, is uh, battery is low. Yep. Oh, and I got the Siri suggestions uh, shortcuts widget. So, like, hmm. I figured this out, and I did not realize this. Uh, and maybe this is editable. I hadn't even tried. But the smaller Siri widget seemed to recommend shortcuts, like some, you know, shortcuts that are that that you have saved or uh-huh. set up uh, or that with wrong. Siri. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, So right now It's showing me Run Brain Dump uh, And that's it Actually Didn't even show me Anything else A lot of times I see Message Michael Babcock Or Call Tia <laughs> uh, And those are all The widgets that I have So that's all That's on my home screen Reminders App Store And settings For sure Are going to come Out of there And something else Is going to slide Into their space Oh and my dock. What's on my dock Right now Safari's on the far left Messages is in the middle. That was cool. And drafts is on the right.
0: That's funny. Because I only have three items on my dock too. I have uh, phone, safari, and drafts.
1: So on. I saw a, a a young lady friend of mine had her phone set up. Like, she had the iPhone 5S. So this is you know 2014-ish, 2015-ish or something. She had the uh, iPhone 5s, and she had three. Icons Doc on icons. Our, three apps on our dock, yeah. And I was like, "Huh, that's interesting. Why don't you have four She's like, "Well, one is small, so if I put three on there, I can, you know, see them clearer because they're just three, not four, squeezed together." And I was like, "Oh," and I kept looking at them, like, you know, that's actually kind of cool, right? I'm right. gonna yeah. do this because then yeah. it means I don't miss hit, you know, when I'm reaching down there for stuff. Like if I'm in the general area, I'm gonna get the the, the right icons. So yeah. I have been doing the three icons in the dock for a while.
0: Uh, Yeah, I just started that. Now, one thing I want to tell you that just happened to me, because my calendar event did not update when we updated it, but six minutes ago which would be about when we were, well, seven minutes ago now, when we would be about ready to record, uh, I got a suggestion focus mode on my lock screen that said, would you like to go into work mode and uh, Siri, or we can automatically enable focus mode dependent on the actions or apps you're open, et cetera, et cetera. I gave all that wording. So I tapped on always, or always, so we'll see how that goes. But now my phone's in work mode because it saw that there was a calendar event on my calendar, and so I must be working at eight o'clock at night on a Saturday. But that's <laughs> fine,
1: so. hey, don't judge me. They're not judging you. <laughs> We're just gonna try to help you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. I think, I think all around iOS, though it's taken it a little while, is slowly becoming smarter, which is needed or has been needed. For example, I'm using Waterminder now. I told Demasi this story and if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen it too. I tweeted it out. I literally put a cup of coffee or I finished drinking a cup of coffee, put the cup down, picked up my phone and right there, because now I have a a Siri widget on my phone, right there where my finger fell on the right hand side said, log coffee. And I'm like, whoa, that's creepy. So I double tap that <laughs> and i put in how many ounces of coffee and hit done but then uh, like probably half hour 45 minutes later not right afterwards but fairly close to afterwards it said log water and i'm like this is kind of easy slash convenient uh so so i think ios in general is slowly getting smarter and it'll be interesting to see where it is in the next couple of years
1: yeah i think one of the And I'm pretty certain that if we go back somewhere in our show history, (laughs) uh, this statement was made, which is the biggest difference between Apple and Google is Google can be smart about things. And smart with their suggestions and and knowing you because they're capturing so much data about you. It is going to take or was going to take Apple a very long time to get anywhere near that good because they're doing everything on the device to figure out what should they do for you mm-hmm. versus sucking up what they see you do everywhere that you do things. Uh, so yeah, they are. It, it is getting a whole lot better. I mean, for me, it is it, you know just like I said some of the little small things, right? You know, you recommend that oh you may want to turn on this focus mode. I I'm not seeing that. So that is cool. Have you been going into focus modes quite a bit?
0: Yeah. Well, is that all you have to share on your phone? Because if so, we'll talk about why I'm going into focus modes on the line that you're on right now. I'm gonna play with widgets uh, some more because I need to. But the primary reason why I've been going into focus modes is related to time tracking. demossi and I have talked about time tracking. We've both tried it, we've both jumped on the bandwagon, we've both fallen off. Like it's 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 kinda like our relationship with Todoist. Like it, <laughs> it comes and goes. And yeah. So this relates to the next topic in the doc under where Demasi is, but I, I'm trying to be more conscientious, conscientious. I'm trying to be more aware of, and that is not so I you say aware. <laughs> <laughs> of the what I'm doing this year with my time and energy. So I probably early December started tracking my time more, especially when it came to podcast editing because I'm editing a couple of different podcasts right now and it sounds like it may I may be adding another podcast to my editing Regiment, And so I want to be able to keep track of how much time do I spend on each person's project on each person's podcast, including ours. I'm not necessarily billing for this time, but it's more for being aware. And probably around Christmas time, I remembered, Hey, I can automate some of this. So what I did is I've been using timery to quickly keep track of timers Timery will integrate with Toggle, which we've played with before, and it gives you the ability to save timers with specific projects or tags or descriptions or ask you what you're working on. And you can use the voiceover rotor to quickly pause or resume or end or start a timer or save that timer as well. But to take this to the next level, I... I am very distractible. If someone sends me a message and I'm editing a podcast, I will pull my phone out and take a look at that message because it doesn't come up on the computer or or if someone calls me, I will get up and pace. I'm a, it drives Mallory crazy. I pace all the time. So, I will pull my phone out, get or or answer with AirPods and get up and pace and then forget what I was working on or not simply just not want to get back into it. So I said, how can I solve this? And And that brought in focus modes and what focus modes allows me to do is make it so no one can contact me except for Mallory. And I think she's, yeah, she's the only one on this, on the podcast editing focus mode. So no one can contact me. I don't even think Demasi can break through. I mean, you can break through, and I'll tell you how to do that in a minute if you haven't figured it out. But more importantly, if Demasi sends me a message and I'm editing podcasts, he'll get a message back that says Michael's editing podcast or or editing podcast or something like that. And so he'll know, oh, he's, he's doing something probably shouldn't it distract him from it. And so that was all good. I could just open the focus mode and be good to go. But then I also wanted to track my time. So I created a shortcut that says podcast editing. I do need to tweak this a bit because right now I just have a general project called podcast editing and there's no tags or anything set up. So what happens is I tap on that shortcut which is saved on my home screen now and it starts the podcast editing timery timer without asking me any questions. And then it puts my phone in podcast editing focus mode, which means uh, all those notifications go away and my time is being tracked. So I can go and edit uh, the podcast. Granted, I'm not at this time and that's what I'm going to fix in the near future. Edit or, able to determine which podcast I'm editing, but I can go back for the last week and say, oh, you spent four hours editing podcasts last, last week. And, and right now that's the information I need. I don't need to know who I was editing podcasts for. But when I'm done editing a podcast, I can either go turn off the focus mode, go into timery, turn off the timer, and then move on with my day. Or faster is I just say HS, because I typically will throw my AirPods in right away. I'm done. And that is a separate shortcut that stops the currently running timer so even if I decide to change up this workflow and add a specific timer for editing for the DM series or editing for let's get to work podcast um, and and I change that up so the timer is different I don't have to go change the I'm done shortcut Uh, the first action is to simply stop currently active timer timer so that way whatever I'm working on it stops it and then the second action is to put me Back into personal focus mode. I need to find a way to just turn off focus mode in general because I don't use a personal focus mode and things don't seem to be set up properly when I switch to that focus mode. But that's a work in progress. So that is how I am. That's probably why it gave me that notification to go into work mode because I am using focus modes a little more and I need to get more active at using them too.
1: I need to get into creating some shortcuts that are either triggered by me starting a focus mode or we'll start a focus mode because I have been using it. I've set up, uh, currently right now, I think I just have two focus modes that are actually, you know, kind of reasonably usable. Uh, I have a work focus mode that I turn on when I don't want anybody to break through. Uh, Tia can break through there and Michael can send me messages. Uh, and I think that may be it. Uh, I think my mother can send me messages, but other than that, like no, nothing else comes through except for, uh, time sensitive notifications. And the only reason I have those configured that way, uh, for time sensitive notifications to come through, because I only have a couple of things that are turned on for time sensitive notifications. Uh, Fantastical is one app. So... Uh, if I have an event coming up that I have forgotten about because I really got into some deep work, you know, I won't miss an appointment and um there's something else care weather. So if there is a, you know, severe weather notification, like just, you know, it's going to rain in five minutes. I don't think I see that. But, you know, you have a thunderstorm watch or a tornado warning, you know, that I will get a notification about on my phone. And I'm doing something different than what I was before I reset my phone, which is I'm actually letting my focus modes sync across all all devices. Uh, Mm. Initially in iOS 15, I had turned it off on the watch so it would work across the phone and the Mac, but it would not uh, affect my watch because I was like, well, you know, that'll be my... That'll be my fail safe in case, you know, I screw up a focus mode or something. Yeah. Still get a notification. But it seems to be pretty solid for me in how it wants to work to the point that I just sent you a message because what I have not figured out is what people see if I'm in, say, the work focus mode or mm-hmm. recording focus mode, which I happen to be in right now. The only person that can poke through this is Tia can text me and you can text me. Actually, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I didn't actually set it up right. Cause, uh, cause I sent you a message cause I was like, what is it going to tell me? Cause Mike's in a focus mode. Is going to tell me Michael is in work focus mode or what does Mm -hmm. it actually say Uh, and I didn't get a message back and then it occurred to me uh, I probably don't have Michael set up to beta poke through the re- the recording focus mode, which means I didn't get the message back till it be of the
0: focus mode. So it actually doesn't send a message if you open my message thread and you feel above the keyboard. Do you hear something about uh, do not disturb uh, or focus let me, let me look mode? Because I sent the message from the Mac and I thought it would show me something on the Mac. Uh, it, it, it might, but that that. It, So when Ben, this is how I discovered it. Benjamin keeps his phone in do not disturb all the time. So when I send him a message, it lets me know that he's in do not disturb. And then it asks if I'd like to send the message anyways. And I double tap on that. So he he makes it very difficult to text him. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Um. Ah, okay. Now I see it. I had to send it from the phone. Apparently it does not work from the Mac.
0: That's interesting. Well, the Mac or, does not show or, me that information. Or it does, and VoiceOver doesn't read it. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is the Mac. Uh,
1: yeah, because it says uh, Michael has notification silenced. Uh, yeah. And then it tells me what to do if I want to actually break
0: the Does it tell you, Does that is that all it says, or does it say he has notification silenced seeds working or something?
1: No, nah, it doesn't say that. And I thought that I remembered hearing somewhere that you could customize what that message said, but I haven't been able to find that.
0: We will and that follow up. That is something we might talk about in the near future. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, what it tells me is do not disturb. Michael has notifications silenced. Uh, but yeah, we will put that in follow up because I'm pretty sure I heard that. Uh, maybe it's something one of those things that was in the beta and then they took it out.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because
1: that happens.
0: That is a thing. (laughs)
1: Uh, Because I was really looking forward to like customizing the message based off the context that I happen to be in. Like, hey, I'm recording. If you really need me, you know, do whatever. Otherwise,
0: you know, I'm recording. If you really need me, call someone who knows where I live. (laughs) 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 And if you don't know someone who knows where I live, then you don't really need me. (laughs) You don't really need me. (laughs) I like that better.
1: It sounds more like what I would say. Like.
0: Right.
1: Look, if you really need me, call somebody that can come tap me on the shoulder. Or you don't know how that person's number? you don't really fucking need
0: me. Yeah, yeah it, it can't be that important. A server's First offline. First
1: curse word, I think.
0: Ooh, yeah, you're good. Mark it there. Oh. <laughs> Almost an hour in.
1: <laughs> Man. Uh, What I want to unpack a little bit, uh, and you're kind of starting, I think, down this journey a little bit, like kind of fresh with Timery and Toggle. So you said right now you don't have like tags or anything like that set up. So you're using projects, right?
0: I I do have tags set up when I go and start trigger a timer or I trigger the timer from Timery. The only thing is is that shortcut that I created does not have a tag set up. Now, what what I thought about doing when you were mentioning it is maybe changing my workflow around and switching to a editing podcast which then triggers a shortcut that has a menu that says what podcast are you editing and then i can choose what podcast i'm editing once i'm in that focus mode and then that would trigger the timer and then i can keep the i'm done shortcut because it's not dependent on the timer itself
1: yeah it just stops whatever the currently running timer is
0: so, I will play with that and follow up on
1: How that. is your Timery kind of set up, though, from a, or uh, I guess I should say your Toggle, because for everybody listening, Michael did say this, but Timery is just the app that connects to, to Toggle. So, mm-hmm. if you don't have a Toggle account, there's no point in getting Timery. Uh, yeah. And if you don't want a Toggle account, there's no point in getting Timery. But, but you timer can get is a, really a free Toggle app. account. Yeah, you can get a free Toggle account. Toggle is free. I don't pay for it. I don't think Mike is paying for it. I am. Uh, you are paying for it? Yes. Huh. Manly, Interesting,
0: mainly because I forgot about it. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure out what exactly that's getting me. But it was ten bucks a year, I think, is what it was. Um, so it's not super expensive. I thought Wait, what kind of, of the, deal did you get? It's the Timery
1: Club. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Toggle.
0: Yeah. No, I am not paying for Toggle. You said toggle. that I was paying. That you weren't paying for Toggle or Timery, and I'm like, I, I am. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. I was saying there's no point in paying for Toggle. Uh, I mean, paying for Timery if you don't want to get a Toggle it, account. say so you can get a free Toggle account. And I said, yeah, Toggle's free. Or I, I meant to say Toggle is free. Yeah. And because uh, I'm not paying for it. And I didn't think Mike was paying for it. Uh, <laughs> then you tripped me up. I was like, wait, yeah. $10? What the no, hell did you no, get?
0: No, you, you, you accidentally <laughs> said Timery is free. Uh, and I'm not paying for it. And I don't think Mike is either. And I'm like, uh. I thought we had this conversation a little while Ah, ago. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: No, I am paying for a timery. I am a timery club uh, member, and it is $10 a month.
0: You don't need it. It It is optional. uh, $10 a year not month. Yeah. $10, if you're paying $10 a, a month, month, you need to, yeah, you did. No, you need no, to switch. $10 to a year. <laughs>
1: it's, it's $10 a year. It is optional. As Mike said, you, you don't get some functionality, but if you're just getting started with it, you, they don't nag you. The guy, the no. developer one has done a great job with the accessibility. of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. Like it is, it is a very good app and you can use it for free. You just get a free toggle account, free timery, and you can get started. And if it's something that you really want to, you need those extra features and timer, the app itself, which, you know, I think exposed like the ability to do tags and mm-hmm. saved timers. Save and, and timers. That's what I wanted.
0: That,
1: yeah, that that's what I wanted to. The save <laughs> timers. Uh, all of, yeah, that's really what I wanted was just the save timers because yeah. then I can, you know, I, I know what those are doing. But I'm curious how you have your set up like your use are you using Mm. projects i know you're using tags like how how do you kind of structure that for you know putting things together
0: so i have one workspace and so we'll, we'll talk we can break this down more if we want but when you have an account with toggle so we're going to talk about toggle setup right now. So forget timery just to eliminate any sort of confusion in yeah. toggle. I have one workspace that's called Michael Babcock's workspace, because, you know, that's what it called it. And I didn't see a reason to change it. You can go set up other workspaces that include timer data. Um, I don't know if you can on the free account because I just put everything under Michael Babcock's workspace. I personally don't see a use for an alternative workspace in that workspace. I have projects. So some of the projects that I have is website work. Yeah. I have website work. I have podcast editing and, uh, I, that's all I really have. I have some other test uh, projects that I don't really use now and I need to go through and actually delete because they're not useful for me. Uh, but For example, so what I'll do is I'll create a quick timer with a description in it. And let's say it's editing the DM series. I will put that in the podcast editing project. Then I will tag it with YOPN. Or if I'm doing Let's Get to Work podcast, which is the ACB National Employment Committee call uh, podcast that I do editing for, I will put the person's name of the podcast. Well, when I'm, when I'm actually sitting down and doing it the right way. My objective is to put the person's name who we interviewed in the description, put it in the podcast editing project, and tag it with Let's Get to Work. So I can pull data on each tag is my goal when it comes down to editing podcasts or get a recap because they will email you weekly of, you spent 100 hours the last week editing podcasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that that is the that is the aspirational goal for me. Uh, I started off with Toggle and Timery uh, about this. I think I actually started trying out Toggle. This is probably what got me into trouble in the first place is that I was using Toggle before Timery existed. I yep. knew Timery existed in beta, but, you know, it wasn't an open beta. So, you know, uh But I was using Toggle before that. Uh, The Toggle desktop on the Mac was kind of a thing that I was trying out. And I think I started off setting it up wrong. And I have since kind of come around to where you are, which is I want the project name to be because what I was doing is I was doing the whole, you know, I have a client. So we're going to put the client Mm. name here. We're going to name the project for the thing that we're working on. And then, you know, now it's just gotten, you know, way out of hand. Yeah. So what I have come around to is the name, the project for the actual thing that I'm doing, whether it's like website maintenance or, you know, WordPress development or or server whatever.
0: And honestly, website maintenance and WordPress development could be broken down with tags, too, and just use a website work and then tag it so that we if you're doing WordPress development and website maintenance for the same client. Hmm. It really comes down to how you decide to structure it. And that's something that I struggled with was getting it initially set up.
1: Yeah, so I I have come around and started Adding projects based off the thing that I'm doing. Uh, Yeah, I like that idea though. Just put in you know website work and then tag it with whatever it happens to be because that that does make it a little bit. Then you can go see
0: how much time you spent doing website work in general, and then get more granular with maintenance
1: versus yeah, Yeah. how much was maintenance versus you know actual development where I'm building something or or something. Okay, I like that. But uh, yeah, I I do like that overall setup. Uh, And I'm like you. I'm gonna try to work out a shortcut that will allow me to quickly start and stop these timers. I am not using timer here on the Mac. It is available on the Mac. I still am very, very, and this is no fault of any developers that I can think of, uh, but I, I just still kind of don't like the overall navigation structure of most of these um, what are they, catalyst Mm, uh, applications on the Mac? Because everything is in a table, which means a lot of interaction. And it is so different, like visually, I'm sure it looks just like what people see on their iOS devices, but for a voiceover user, it's like, this is nothing like this. I gotta interact with this, stop interacting with that. If I VO space to activate this, then I gotta come out of that table and the screen changes, now I'm going back into a different table. Too much up and down, too much up and down, man, too much up and down. And again, I don't think that's a fault of the developers. I just think it's the tools that they have available is, is what, what it, you know, they're working with what they have to work with, right? Uh, but a typical Mac app for t- like the toggle desktop app, for example, does not have a bunch of interacting and stop interacting mm. with a lot of tables, right? It's, it opens up and there are some fields and you type in the project and da 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 da, then you're done and you start your timer. Uh, but iOS works well enough, and, you know, you can always stick shortcuts on your watch face.
0: Yes, you can. I'm going to come
1: back and talk about watch faces, because I have not set up my watch. My watch is up and running, but I have not customized a face other than the default face, which means I have four complications on it. Uh, This is not going to be the face I want to keep using, I don't think.
0: I have modular. I'll give you mine real quick. I have a... um, Next event on there. All right. I just wanted to check. So I am not happy with my complications either. So I have next event on the top left. Top right has the current time. Middle is carrot with the current conditions. Bottom left is day one. Does me zero good. And I need to take that off. Middle is my move rings, which has always been the case for me. And bottom right is to do which. I like having to do it on the watch. I can go complete stuff, but it is not beneficial to have it there. So I need to move mine around too.
1: I wonder if there's a shortcut. Hmm. I have to think about that. Cause like you, I, I sometimes things are aspirational, right? Like you put something on your watch face as a complication because it's like, Oh, that's cool. That'll make it easy to use this. And then the app either turns out not to be all that useful on the watch or it's just like in practice, I don't really ever hit that icon. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I have the meridian face, which is the one that that uh, came back up when I reset my watch and all that. So when I changed my complications to the one there and they're kind of at the, the four corners, like 12, 3, 6 and 9 mm-hmm. on a clock face. So the one at 12 o'clock is the brain dump shortcut at three o'clock. I have a upcoming events. Uh, that's fantastic out for people. Mike knows that, but everybody else may not know that. At six o'clock I have a current uh forecast ah. widget from Carrot. Yep. Uh which is handy. It just gives me like, you know, current temperature and if it's raining or not. Uh and then at nine o'clock man, I just looked at it and I forgot what it was. Just press
0: record. Ah. Okay. So I mean you have the essentials. It may not be ideal what you have, but it, you could you could get going right there. Sounds like you yeah, did do yeah. some customization with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, of course I had to come in. Right. You know, like activity and, and <laughs> uh, you know, some bullshit like that. I don't even want to let like on there. Uh, <laughs> but no, like I needed it to be at least functionally usable. I still have the occasional problem getting to those little, uh, on this watch face, the ones on the left side and right side, uh, as well as with the face that I think you're using. That's the one with the infograph, right, where you have
0: No, I'm using modular.
1: Oh, you're using my, oh, okay, so you just got the, the, yep. the, maybe I should try that one out.
0: Yeah, uh, that gives me the two, the, the one complication at the top, the, the center barbed one, and the three across the bottom.
1: Yeah, maybe I should go back to that one, because the the ones with the infographs, where they're not on the corners, or not, you know, in a row on mm-hmm. the edges, but they're kind of tucked in. Uh, yeah. you're so find are, uh,
0: one and then flick to it, and it's like, this is yeah efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have found that to be the problem. And I I did like the idea of multiple complications, but it's like in practice, I never get to see those. Uh, so yeah, I'm probably going to end up doing that face. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap up this week, Mike, one thing that I have been kind of bouncing the ball around a little bit with you and also inside my own head quite a bit is Google Workspace. And do I want to keep using Workspace or do I want to... You know, step away from that as a service, uh, or start to break that up a little bit. And what are the alternatives? Uh, and to answer the question that's at the top of everybody's mind is I don't really have a problem with Google workspace. I'm just looking at the amount of money that I'm spending for certain features and you know, what other options are like, I, I I feel like one as a technology consultant. Uh, I have to stay somewhat aware of what's going on with other things. Like I can't just box myself in and be like, "Oh yeah, go to Google. Google workspaces because you know a lot of people need that Office three sixty five man. Mm-hmm. Cause they they're heavy on that Word and Excel and you know PowerPoint. Uh, so. And I just kind of wanted to kick that around a little bit uh, and, and talk about that. Like, you know, so if you have any thoughts on that, first and foremost, or if you got specific questions for me as to, you know, what what alternatives are out there for people, uh, including myself.
0: So we've talked about you using fast mail as an alternative to Gmail. I am in the Google ecosystem quite deeply like you are i've been using google since 2015 so you've been using it a bit longer than i have and to me Ten years sir <laughs> <laughs> and they did not send you a 10 year anniversary gift they sure didn't course. No, yeah, yeah yeah to me personally it would be a very difficult web to unweave to move myself out of Google. And and I suspect some of that may be the case with you as well. And that's why you keep coming back to it. My question for you is right now we're we're successfully using Google Docs. Like I I think that is we've finally found what is a successful workflow for us. We're still making modifications to it. For example, I added initials to different elements that each of us have added here so we can know, oh, Demasi wants to talk about this. And that was a learning experience. But my question is, what do you see as a secure, because security is very important, and accessible alternative to Google Docs? Or is that, or does that have any impact on keeping you with G Suite? I'm sorry, workspace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks, Google. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I didn't think about it. It has actually been uh, it was 10 years in December because I registered Demasi.me in December of 2011 hmm. and signed up for Google Apps at that time.
0: <laughs> What's that? Say the young people who've only been around yeah. for six months. Yeah. <laughs> And it was free. It didn't even cost me any money. Yeah. That ain't the case anymore. Mm-hmm, man. <laughs> like Netflix, so, their prices creep up.
1: Keep creeping up. Keep creeping up. Yeah, we're going to, you know, nudge this up a little bit. Oh, we're going to change the name so you get whole different features and you don't get what you were paying for on the old plan.
0: Yeah, because we're going to take those features away and we're just not going to offer them for you anymore.
1: Uh, Google. So here, here's what I'm mostly thinking about when it comes to this. I don't personally have a, like I said, I don't have a problem with like Google has not done anything to me. I mean, they have done something to me, but you know, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, it is what it is. <laughs> don't change your name. Just change your name. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to like about Google. And like you said, there's a lot of things to unwind and there will be a lot of things I would miss. Like the number one thing is what one of the major things it, it, that is a problem for me switching away from Google is Google Docs. Right. Because this is working. I'm actually about to go add some stuff into uh, a Google worksheet uh, early next week just so I can share it back with somebody without having to try to, you know, export out of numbers back to Excel. So mm. I'm going to put it in a Google sheet right now. There are ways around that I could keep a Google account or in, go- you know, a Google account and Google account is not proper grammar. I'm sorry. Uh, I could keep a Google account or have a Google account to access things like Google Docs and uh you know the occasional drive share uh, that somebody needs to send me or something like that, but it, it's that sort of ease of use uh, for a lot of the tools here. The other thing that really trips me up when it whenever I think about stepping away from Google, it's the thing that brought me off of Fastmail as a service. Fastmail is decent as an email service. I feel like it fits a particular type of user uh and i am not that user because they're so siloed off that like there's no external connect like look you know it's bad when zapier does not have a connection for what you do or any of these other you know web automation services whether that be ifttc zapier uh Integromat, you know any of these things don't have a way to automate your stuff like you know that that tells you just how closed off Fastmail is because none of that is there uh Essentially, here's the conundrum, and here's why this has become a conundrum for me. So, about four months ago, three or four months ago, uh, I went and paid for Sync, uh, Sync Sync.com, as a service. And what I like about Sync, and the reason I paid for it, is because there was work on the horizon, some of which is coming to fruition, some of which may, you know, manifest itself this year. But working with people who have very, very specific uh, requirements for their data uh you know they need to be some kind of compliant whether that's hipaa or, or anything else but they have some governance that governs how they manage documents and and data in a cloud space right and sync.com gives me that automatic hipaa copa all of the letters you can throw out there <laughs> compliance uh off the bat, I don't have to go sign an additional, you know, addendum. I don't have to justify why I need to have this level of security on my documents. It just comes out of the box. Even if you are just a free sync user, you have that same exact same uh, level of security and privacy. The reason I paid for it is because I actually needed more storage uh, inside of Sync. So that's
0: where they get you if you want more. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, and I needed that more storage. Now here is the problem: like I cannot. I I could you know, force every, not necessarily force everybody to move over to sync with me. I could start using sync for for documents and sharing and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And it's a nice setup uh, for the most part because a couple of things that I can do there that I cannot at this point in time do with Google without adding a third party tool. I know it's possible, but you have to use some sort of th- third party situation is I can send Michael a link and say, Mike, here's a way for you to upload, you know, the documents that contain your passwords and, and you know, database yeah. admins and all of that stuff. Right. And you can just upload that stuff for me and it's in sync and it's secure. And so it's means all secure. You don't. You yourself don't even have to go install the sync application to do that. Or I can send you a link and say, here, go download your documents. You know, again, you yourself don't have to go install sync to have access to any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can make it a persistent link that you can always go there and upload materials to me, or it can just be a hey, this is going to expire in seven days. Yeah. I like, you know, me, you know, The, the, the security and the fact that sync is encrypted uh, client side, right? So all of my stuff to hitch their, their cloud to sync across all my different devices, they can't read it. That, that is, you it's, know, it's, that is the Holy grail. For
0: gibberish me. to them. Yep. It, it is
1: gibberish to them. Right. And I love that. Right. It's kind of like one password. Look, I can access all my stuff everywhere, but one password cannot poke at my stuff. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that having paid for that, I feel like I have to use it to a certain extent. Like I, 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 I am <laughs> paying for it. I gotta use it. And I do like it. Like is the downsides to it this. Again, very much like well not very much like Fastmail, but similar to Fastmail because they're so heavily focused on privacy and their data is encrypted on the server. Like it is extremely difficult to get anything else out of there. Uh I was surprised, pleasantly surprised a little bit that they have an integration for sync uh uh with Slack. No. Uh, they announced a couple of months ago. So I think this is a thing that they're still working towards, like adding, you know, capabilities there. And uh, Here's what it kind of comes down to and what I'm thinking about a little bit is just scaling back my, and this is where I ultimately think I'm going to land at because there's too much of Google that I do like. Like there's no other good email service that is going to give me the same capabilities I have to be like, oh, I can let this, you know, third party service like IFTTT reach in here and move stuff for me automatically. Right. Uh So essentially what's going to probably happen over the next three months is that I'm going to be moving things out of Google Drive, uh, not starting new projects or new shares with people through Google Drive, even though it took me forever to get this one individual to get over on Google Drive. And (laughs) finally there. And I just told her like, I'm probably going to yank the rug out from up under you right now (laughs) Uh, and just move all that stuff over to sync. I will maintain, you know, my Google account. Uh, of course, because I got to have my email and my calendar. Like, man, look, I need my calendar. Yeah. Like, all of this stuff is important. And I've been looking at different opportunities. I kind of want to walk through just a little bit before we get out of here. Some of what I have discovered while looking around, though, uh, and we'll follow up on, you know, what I have done and decide to do, because I may brain dump something at three o'clock in the morning to wake up tomorrow. I'm like, ah, I got it. <laughs> but couple of things I found out that may be of interest to our listeners. So Google, being Google, has a plan that exists.
0: <laughs> there it goes again.
1: Goodbye, so good
0: Goodbye. So <laughs>
1: you can leave this in if you want to, but of course you got to leave in the whole Google thing for it to make sense. Here's a big this This right here highlights the difference in Apple and Google if i hold down the buttons because there's two buttons down on the iphone but if i hold down the buttons to reboot my phone that automatically locks it right mm-hmm. it puts it in lockdown mode i hold down the button to be able to shut down or whatever my pixel and it's like one of my options is to put it in lockdown mode
0: yeah 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 i find that fascinating <laughs> <laughs> I, there may be a way to in the jet uh gestures option to set a to com- set that
1: to automatically
0: yeah, yeah lock down. i think yeah, there possibly. is actually but i just find
1: it interesting yeah. that that's a menu option yeah. it's like lockdown it's like no man you should have locked it down right now
0: right because now we turned you off and now you ain't going to get anything google no they more data my heels man
1: like that's that's that that is interesting to me though just because uh you know with apple as soon as you press and, and bring up that that shutdown menu like you have to type in your password after that there's no getting back into your phone with biometrics whereas it lo- apparently with google i'll test this at some point uh but it looks like i will have to actually tap lockdown for it to you know stop accepting my fingerprint and force mm-hmm. a pin input
0: yeah, but with Apple, you also got to be a little careful that you don't accidentally call emergency services while you're trying to restart. Oh, man, I'll turn
1: that crap off. <laughs> That's a tip for people. Hey, listen, we'll, we'll close out the show with that.
0: Yeah, you, you can use that for your tip slash whatever if you want. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so a couple of, couple of things I found out uh, looking around the Internet uh, and looking at what Google offers, because here's the things that I really do want to keep from google um google meet i actually like like i really like google me I, I know everybody's in love with what's not slack uh zoom. zoom zoom at the moment uh you know it's the dollar and everybody's using that for the high level productions and all of that i like google meet and they're doing some interesting stuff uh me and michael talk about it in the future because it's a couple of features because i don't have any friends i'm about to get mike to test to this out with <laughs> <laughs> to see how this works uh uh, but they have some interesting broadcasting features and live streaming. So that's some stuff I want to play with. Uh, but I do like my Google Meet uh, and it works in my mail app, which is, you know, amazing. I just dropped my mom a link the other day so we could uh, she could sing happy birthday to Lincoln over a video call and just dropped her a message to the Google Meet and not connected to it through Gmail. I don't know how she got there, but hey,
0: that is cool. hey it worked she just clicked the link Uh, and google knew what to do
1: probably yeah because she's on android so you know she it it did whatever it needed to do she probably probably actually
0: opened the gmail app too you guys were probably both talking in the gmail app because she's on that pixel 4 so the default mail app would be Gmail. Uh,
1: yeah so it probably did yeah yeah uh, but just to share with a couple of people so one always a reminder that you can set up a free google account with your own email address so you don't have to have a gmail address michael has done this uh, to himself uh where he <laughs> he has an email with google with his uh his own domain like it's not workspace or anything it's just a free account and and because you can sign into google with any email you can create a google account with any email address you yes. want uh it doesn't give you gmail but you do get the calendar uh the drive you do get the calendar to drive uh google meet is actually free for everybody so anybody can use google meet i think there are some restrictions on the free thing uh, i don't know as much about that as i probably should but that is a thing. And that is one possibility that I was exploring a little bit. Google does have what they call a, a meet. What is it called? Google meet. Let me find the name of this crap. Google,
0: Google workspace individual. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yes. Google workspace individual. Hey, you found it. I just found it too. what you
0: find?
1: <laughs> so Google has Google workspace individual, which is not the Google workspace me and Michael are always talking about. I want to be clear about that. Because, you know, Google will eventually get around to explaining that to you. But first, they want to tell you about all the stuff you do get essentially from what I can see here. What you get with this is for seven ninety nine a month, you basically get almost all of the Google meet features I have on my Google for business, Google workspace for business. Whatever tier I'm on, plus, pro, pro plus, whatever the hell I'm on. Uh, you get up to a hundred people in a meeting, you get the ability to record to Google Drive, you get all the screen sharing stuff. So you basically get the professional level Google Meet there. That's all I think you get and, and included with that. Oh, they've added noise cancellation to Google Meet too, Mike.
0: No. Oh, that's handy. I I feel like that's been there, but
1: Yeah, I feel like it's been there, too, but they seem to have done something different because they they flashed it up to me when I was on a Google Meet call the other day. (laughs) Uh, I was like, you can now cut out background noise. And I'm like, oh, I could cut out the horrible hissing with this crappy camera.
0: (laughs) I wonder how well that works. We will need to play with that.
1: Okay, so here's the rub. So Google workspace for individuals, you get the meat features. I just mentioned What I did forget about is that you get, uh, you have Google calendar. Now, this appears to me right now, and I haven't been able to test this outside of this. It appears that you have to sign up with a gmail.com address. Ah, uh, I do. Uh, we will, I will put this in follow up to at least just mention whether or not this is true or not. I need to find a domain that has not, or is not connected to a uh, Google workspace that I can test it with to see. Uh, but you get the Google meet features, uh, you get Google calendar and they're giving you a booking page so you can actually have a form for, you know, very similar to like Calendly and, and, uh, acuity, things like that. They're offering that as a function of Google calendar, which I just want to point out. We don't really get that exact same feature with workspace. Just want to, you know, point mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not a thing, uh, and you get to customize your email a little bit more extensively. But this is a, 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 a potential... Uh you know, thing for people to take a look at if you are a small business and what I'm looking at here. And the reason that I continue to pay for workspace at this point is because I get a lot of the stuff that people pay for separately and it costs them a lot more money. Uh, I have a video calling slash meeting software. I have document sharing. I have email, I have calendar and scheduling, even though I don't get this scheduling feature, you know, uh, they got some email marketing stuff built into this workspace for individuals too. But I will be, you know, investigating this for, for no other reason. I think it's a reasonable alternative for some people uh, to, to have a thing. But what I don't want to do is be paying for, you know, because I did the math on this. Like Zoom costs 15 bucks a month. All right. If I want a Zoom pro account, that's $15 a month. Okay. That's already, you know, more than I'm paying Google. But then you add your Dropbox. That's another $10. So now mm-hmm. we're at 25 bucks. And then you got to have email somewhere. So if I was doing so Fastmail, for bucks, example, and that's five 30. bucks. So now we're at $30 a month, right? And I still am missing something. I don't know what I'm missing, but I'm missing something. Did uh, you get a calendar? Ca- oh, yeah. You get calendars and contacts ah, with Fastmail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you don't get, though, is you can't hook your Fastmail calendar up to a service like Calendly or something, though.
0: Nope. So you lose that integration.
1: Uh-huh. You lose the integrations now conversely i can pay google 12 bucks a month and i get two terabytes of drive storage and i got all the rest of the stuff that i just mentioned that i would be paying for separately uh the two terabytes of storage is not massively interesting uh i got you know i
0: I don't think you mentioned it what what is sync pricing what do you get
1: uh so sync has a couple of different plans their minimum plan and right well actually they have switches they recently added uh monthly billing but i don't know the exact dollar amounts for those but their annual billing which is where i started at because that's all they had 96 bucks a year gets you two terabytes of storage i think it's two terabytes yeah two terabytes of storage and some, uh, and, and just basic advanced sharing feature f- sharing features. So, like, you can share folders with people. So, for example, I can share a folder with Michael, and he can join that folder by signing up for a free sync account. And, you know, much like the way that shared works, uh, shared drives work with Google, that storage is not counted against your free tier. Mm. Uh, you know sync link so i can send a link to anybody this is actually how i sent my, my documentation around last year to uh for my taxes Is i put it all in a sync folder and sent the tax preparer a link uh and sync to download the folder uh and you get some extra customizations with the links as far as like being able to set uploads because i don't think you get you don't get upload capabilities on their free plan so uh but with the pay plan you get the ability to send somebody a link and they can just upload files there uh, with some more customizations next level up gets a little bit more uh, expensive it's 200 I think a year gets you 6 terabytes and some more advanced sharing capabilities Uh, As well as custom branding, so you can put your logo instead of the same logo, Uh, things like that. And then they got a team's plan that is roughly 200 a year, but that's a minimum of two people uh, sitting there, Uh, so. Uh, definitely not going for that. That and that well at that price you're you're getting unlimited storage with sync. Uh but you're again you're paying for two people. Don't really need that much storage. <laughs> uh plus I can't plug anything else into it. I guess I could throw a Mac Mini up in the cloud and have it, you know, run sync and Google Drive and all the other storages and just sync, you know, run Hazel, have Hazel copy all the stuff over the sync, right? I could that's a thing. Mm. Yeah, it cost me $150 a month. It's not really worth it. Huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. So so I don't have the ultimate answer for you, but it's one of those working progresses. You're gonna have to try a few different things out, obviously. And that's one of the reasons why you've tried Fastmail. You've you're 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 in the sync world, you're experimenting with different tools to see what works best. So if anyone is if anyone is concerned about DeMossi's inconsistencies with tools, it's mainly because he's, he's trying different things out. And if we're, if we're being honest, he's probably going to end up sticking with Gmail. Oh. <laughs> that's true
1: I mean that's true I mean a part of this one thing is like exploring enough of a thing to know like how does this work and who is this for right like me doing that experiment with Fastmail was not because I was waffling over Gmail it was like well you know I need to see who this is for because I've never actually used it now I know who it's for
0: and then you have mail or whatever it's called
1: Oh, uh, yeah. MX Route. Uh, I'm mean, basically paid for that just so I could keep my custom family email and yeah. not have to pay G Suite price. But
0: for. it's another alternative to email solutions yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: <laughs> it's, it's better to me. That is a thing that is like a step, ab- you know, a, a step above a free a Gmail account. Well, if you want a custom domain, I would say it's a step above than using, you know, your your site ground or, or ah, DreamHost. Yeah, you know, hosting email. Uh, it's yeah. a little bit better than that. Uh, I still feel like when it comes to business email, either you go with a company that does email day in and day out like mx route is not a bad service don't get me wrong uh i do like it and it's working fine for us like i don't get a ton of spam in my my family email account but i feel like for business email i at least me like email being such the communication tool it is for business like i don't make money if i can't get email my email is broken on i don't get money uh so you know i still feel like the Gmail, the Googles, the Microsofts of the world. And to answer somebody's question, because I hear you. I, yeah, I heard that. I'm not looking at Office because I'm not an Office application user. I don't yeah. use Word or Excel or or, or uh, any of that. And Microsoft honestly, like I love what they're doing when in a lot of places, but Office 365 for business just makes me feel too corporate Like I feel like I have to put on a tie to check my email. <laughs> you know? If I got to <laughs> You know, like I can't you know Mike I don't know how Mike does it Mike checks Outlook and he, he got on a tie you know he had a hoodie and some shorts and I'm like man I feel like I need to put on at least a sports coat or something was, before I can even check my email
0: it was a big day for me to put pants on the other day <laughs> uh, and
1: there's the show title
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> it's funny I was thinking the same thing <laughs> oh man that is hilarious. But yeah, I mean we
1: you know, anybody that's been listening to us for a you know any significant amount of time, or if you know us personally in real life, then you really are aware of this. Like we're always looking at other things. Yes. It doesn't mean we're gonna leave the thing that we're we're you know using. But, but there's I like so to much choice out there, on. and
0: it's super easy to make that choice. And I'm gonna go on this quick tangent and then we'll wrap it up for you guys. The other thing that people who are blind or visually impaired don't realize is I would I would go about and say eighty to ninety percent of the tools you will be exposed to in an employment environment now are things you can go try out and experiment with right now and become somewhat familiar with. And it won't cost you anything. I mean it can, but it won't because like Demasi and I, we're chatting on Slack right now. Well, he's not chatting. I'm chatting to Demasi on Slack and he'll see it eventually. But Slack is a tool that that you can play with and try out, and could be used in the workspace. Same with Teams. Same with Google products. Same with—I mean, I—I I suspect maybe there's an employer out there that might use Fastmail for all their email. And the fact is, is we're in an environment where you don't need a custom. In a lot of instances, you don't work on custom software because things are cloud-based. So be willing to experiment and try different things to see what works best for you and or to see where the hurdles are if you are someone who is employed using some of these widely available tools
1: or if you're seeking employment because yes. these are things that people are using in their workplace slack you need to learn how to use slack uh, yeah. or teams depending slack on what the teams. company either one
0: <laughs> be comfortable uh, with because, one or both of them
1: <laughs> hey just be happy that you know a lot of these companies have gotten rid of base camp uh, hmm. Mm. See, there's so much out there, right? But the basics and... Again, like Mike said, one, you know, it doesn't cost anything to try something out. Like, it didn't cost me anything to try sync. I got Mike to try sync. I don't think Mike really cares enough about it to keep using it. Nope, uh-huh. but that, I have a free a account like a primary there. tool, but he has a free account over there that he can do stuff with. And you know, there's going to come a time where Mike is going to be like, I need to send this thing to somebody that has my social security number on it or something. And he's going to think about it and probably throw that shit in sync and send them a link because he'll be like, well, I know nobody's going to hack that shit.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And the happen. person's going to reply and say, I need an email attachment. I'm going to say, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. You. Look, this this
1: is one thing that I have started doing with people is like, instead of them sending me their password so I can get into their stuff, like, look, just, you know, you're not using one password, which is terrible within itself. Uh, but here's a link. Go upload a text file with the information in it. So that way you're not sending it over email because yes. I can't guarantee the security of that. Mm hmm. I don't know. Everybody else is doing hybrid. I guess I'll be a hybrid worker. But no, we, you know, I like testing out things, and it's good to be able to recommend to a potential customer what fits their workspace, right? Like, what do you need? What are you gonna, you know, what's gonna work for you, right? Even if that happens to be office, I know about office. I just don't want to because I know about it. It's all corporatey, man. You got to put on a tie just to, you know, open up Outlook. (laughs) You open up Outlook, and it peeks through your camera. It's like, oh, you don't have on a tie, sir. We am not retrieving your mail.
0: Email fail. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah
1: i'm even running windows uh <laughs> windows 10 in the cloud All the wait what <laughs>
0: uh, we need to talk about this and on that next note,
1: episode the next episode of uh wait which episode oh we're on 86
0: ooh. ooh, not once did we mention
1: i was about to say we made it through the whole show with i think only two curse words and those both came from me no i said fuck once and we didn't mention the URL not one single time.
0: That was ridiculous. All right, well, All do you have a tip well, we gotta or, wrap it up with that. or a trick or anything?
1: I will go back and share the tip that I uh, sort of sideways referenced earlier, which is when you set up your iPhone or Apple Watch or even after it's set up, there's settings called emergency settings. Unless you need this, go in and turn off automatically call emergency services because... I have called nine one one a couple of times from my watch all because I just wanted to shut it down. Like mm. I didn't wanna, you know, uh wasn't trying to call SOS. And all that does, it doesn't stop the ability to do it, it just stops it from happening automatically because occasionally voiceover won't tell you that something has popped up on the screen, so you're still holding a button or a set of buttons to get to a particular thing, and then next thing you know, you're talking to a nine one one operator. It's like uh nine one one is like, Oh, I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake. And then it's up to them whether they believe you made a mistake or they need to send somebody out just to verify that anyway.
0: Yeah, I hear that all the time on the radio. And my tip for you is journal your life. We're coming into a new year. Uh, Demasi knew I was going to get this in here somehow. Use a tool. I am happy. Journal your life. Journal your life. Yeah, just stick with that. Uh, I am happy with day one. So many ways to input text primarily available on ios and mac os but there are ways to get te- get journal entries from your windows or android device into you oh nope uh, day one has an android app too but there I was gonna are ways say, didn't to get- they have an android app yeah yeah they I do was pretty sure that was you the can thing, email yeah. content into a journal you can send a text message that has content into your journal you can also use ifttt to bring uh, content into your journal so check out day one To journal your app and links to day one and directions.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm not letting that one slide. Mike (laughs) meant to say, so check out day one to journal your life, not to journal your app. Unless you're an app developer, then journal your app. Wait, did I? Uh, Yeah, you said journal your app. Oh, (laughs) Uh, And I just want to second that because I heard somebody say something that was, you know, fairly insightful. It's one of those passing things. You know, nobody's going to remember what happened if it's not documented. Like you don't get credit for anything if it wasn't documented. So document what you do in your life, even if you're the only person that goes back and looks at it. But especially if you have kids, uh, you know, Mike has pointed this out to me several times. Like, you know, you don't remember those things that happen if you don't have a way to uh, document them and be able to reflect upon them, because we all know our memories are all very terrible. I don't remember what me and Lincoln was talking about earlier today. I just know I had something to do with robots. But if I would have pressed just press record at that moment, I would have had that little conversation stored and could have thrown it in the day one. So, yeah, document your life because nobody's going to do it for you.
0: Yep. So document your life. Show notes and more information are available for the first time on this show uh, wait well, this for episode. the
1: first okay i was gonna yeah. say like no that's at- not the first time the show notes have been available <laughs> they've always been available <laughs> just right. go to your own pay.com slash dm and then the show number which this one would be dm 86
0: Ah, uh, he knew it and i'm on twitter at payom p-a-y-o-w and he's on twitter at mossy d-a-m-a-s-h-e
1: and the show's at the dm underscores no wait what is it the dm oh. series Ah, okay. I think. And the show is on Twitter at the
0: DM Series. <laughs> you've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.